Thanks for listening to the news live on WBEZ and NPR. The WBEZ stream sounds great in the kitchen on your smart speaker and anywhere on the WBEZ app. Listen every day. What's up, Chicago? I'm Brenda Ruiz, and this is The Rundown. One thing you should know about me, I love dancing of all kinds and styles, but I especially love Latin dances. And honestly, it's in my blood. My mom is Colombian, my dad is Mexican, so it was no surprise when as a baby, I was dancing to their favorite songs even before I could walk. Today, you can find Latin dance classes in every corner of the globe for every different style or variation that has evolved over time. It's become my favorite thing to do whenever I visit a new city or a new country because in every place, it's a common language we all speak. Even if we don't understand each other through words, we connect through dance. So, of course, I was thrilled to find a thriving dance scene when I moved to Chicago a little over a year ago. I figure you should know about it, too. I'm joined in the studio by two amazing dancers here in Chicago, Gregory Almanord and Taylor Diem. They're co-organizers of the People Social here in Chicago. They've both been dancing for almost 10 years. Welcome, you two. Thanks for having us on. Thank you. Before we get to where people can dance in Chicago, because I know there are so many really cool places, I want to hear about how you two got into it. I know you guys met in Philadelphia, right? Yeah, so I started dancing my senior year of college, and at the time, there was this dance team at the University of Pennsylvania. Shout out to Ona Latina. And my one of my best friends was the president of the dance team, and he kind of like encouraged me to try out. And since then, that's been my Cinderella story. And that's how I met Taylor. Taylor, what did you think of that dance company? Oh, it was great. So formative for me as a dancer. Mm-hmm. Um, my story actually started a little bit earlier. Uh, my mom's from Puerto Rico, and I just grew up with her dancing around the house. And about sophomore year of college at Penn with Greg, um, I decided to do ballroom dance. So oh. I did competitive ballroom dance for a year and a half up uh, through the East Coast. But I just found like I didn't click with the culture of ballroom as much as salsa and bachata. I, I felt like there was just something missing there. And as a result, I decided to try out for Onda Latina and made it in. And that's where I met Greg. And then we both landed here and continued our dance journey. Yeah, I had a similar-ish start. I I kind of tried ballroom dancing in college, but there was something about how stiff you need to be, especially with ballroom salsa, because that is is a thing. But I feel like maybe street salsa is the best way to describe what we do now. Um, It's a lot looser, a little more casual, um, but those first classes were definitely very intimidating for me. Taylor, what did you think? I mean, did you feel that intimidation? Were you nervous at all? Oh, it was so challenging. I think one thing that I really liked about it was you saw people who never, you'd look at them on the streets and you'd go, there's no way this guy or gal can dance. But they were incredible ballroom dancers. And a lot of it was the discipline that they put into it over the course of the years. Mm. So, you know, I it, it didn't fit for me, but I really liked seeing that in the ballroom community, just how anyone can become a really good dancer if they keep on working at it. Mm. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I hear you. I've, I've definitely seen that transition happen. It's it's good. It's positive. Um, and I, I want to break down a little bit 
um, what a social looks like, just for anyone who doesn't know, because I know we throw that word around pretty casually because we've been to a hundred of them at this point. Um, what does it look like for someone who has never been, who doesn't know anything about it? What do you think they should know? In its most stripped down form, I think of a social as a, a, a space with nice floors, mm-hmm. a DJ who plays quality music, yes, and people who genuinely want to dance. Yeah. You have this a recipe to create these opportunities of this so much fun, mm-hmm. and ultimately, that is what a social is for me. I think of like a town square where local people are playing music and people are dancing along to it. It's just a community gathering point, in my view. Like Greg said, you gotta have floors to dance, you gotta have music, and you gotta, uh, you know, have good energy. And those are the main ingredients. Yeah, no, I, I hear you on the floors. It's so hard to spin when the floor is uneven or the wood is cracked. And I I never thought about that before I started dancing. I just, I was like, you can dance anywhere, right? You can dance on carpet. No, <laughs> not at all. Um, one of the other things that surprised me whenever I first started going to social dances was um, I thought I needed a partner when I would go and you don't, right? You can dance with anyone and you just kind of switch around. Um the other was the idea that I thought only men could lead and only women could follow, but that's not always true, right? Yeah, that barrier has been broken. Uh, I mean, that perception has been broken a long time ago. At the end of the day, it's just the lead is one way of being of learning the system that is salsa dancing or bachata dancing, and the follow is just a role that is also learning that system as a follow. And ultimately, anyone can learn that. It doesn't have to yeah. be as straightforward as men lead and women follow. Right. Yes. Yeah. Thank you. I want to make sure everyone else <laughs> who <laughs> wants to get into salsa knows that you can lead or you can follow regardless of, you know, your gender. Um, just mm-hmm. one comment there. I think the best dancers actually do both. And it's because yeah. you have more context around, hey, leading takes these types of skills and following takes these types of skills. I follow. And it's a totally different game. And when you know both and you can see instructors that know both, they have a lot of context coming into each dance. Yeah, I think you're totally right. I'm, I'm glad you brought that up. Um, one question that we always get asked, um, what is your favorite style? And then which do you like better, salsa or bachata? Because I feel like that, I, I, that's always a question first that people will ask. Greg? I'm, I'm a mambo head. So like mambo is a, a style, is yeah. a style of salsa. Um, but usually it's salsa on two, uh, the New York style. And, and then for me, lately, though, I've been uh, taking a lot of Afro-Cuban classes Ooh. on the weekends. And I'm really enjoying learning those movements that are rooted in the percussion. That pretty much is the foundation of all salsa music. Where are you taking those classes? Uh, Ruth Page. Ruth Page, okay. I'll have to check it out. No, it's a lot of fun. I want to talk about y'all social. Because like I mentioned, it's one of my favorites in the city. Um, and I, I cannot put my finger on it. There's something that just makes it so special. The 
The crowd always feels like curated. The floor is always so nice. The music is amazing, Taylor, of course. What is it, though, that you think sets you guys apart? You know, I think what people don't see is the fact that the organizers have been in the community for collectively over 30 years. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, what people don't see is we've gone all over the world to see different events, right? Like earlier this year I was in Bangkok on a rooftop salsa event. Wow. You know, our co-founder Eddie was in Croatia for two weeks dancing. Greg, Ethan, and I went to San Francisco, arguably the best salsa event in the U.S. So we've seen a lot of different forms of what could be a great social. And I think we wanted to package that up into our own thing. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't have to be the flashiest, biggest thing. It's really about the vibe and the people. And we have a lot of relationships. Mm -hmm. And that allows us to bring in really skillful dancers who don't necessarily go out all the time. And that's just so fun for people who are new to it people who haven't seen the community as long as we have, I think that combined with all these other elements uh, makes it stand out. And it's not a weekly or monthly social. It's a special event every time. Uh, And so that kind of, I think, makes people care more. Oh, trust me, we care. (laughs) There are like um, some socials that happen every week or every month. And it's like you can kind of depend on that consistency. But every time I get an email or I get a notification that y'all are going to have a social, and I was like... Boom, booking my ticket. I'm putting it on my calendar. I have to be there. So, yeah, I think you guys are definitely doing a lot of things right to make this happen for people. So thank you on behalf of maybe just me. I'll let everyone else (laughs) thank you because I'm sure they have their own thing. Just to add to that, I mean, we have a deep appreciation for the Chicago dance community. Mm -hmm. And behind that, like all of our closed door conversations is how do we make sure that this product, one, it fits, it adds value to the community, and, and, and it's not competing with anyone else because that, that's the last thing we want. We want to be more integrated. We want, we want a more integrated community where the calendar is always packed and there's always something to look forward to. And we're, we're just very grateful that we can create a product that fits into that. Getting into some of the other socials that happen um, throughout the city, aside from y'all's, uh, there's something pretty much every night of the week, right? How often do you guys go to those events um, just to, for fun or to scouts? you know, what people are playing or what people are dancing? I go out quite a bit. Uh, you know, as a DJ, I like to support other DJs or organizers in the community. Um, you know, there's there's stuff every week. I don't know if there's a lot every night, mm-hmm. but there are consistent days of the week that you definitely see uh, consistent events. Uh, so, like, common ones that I'm at, I'm at Latin Rhythms every few weeks. I DJ there, but also it's just, like, you know, 200-plus people varying skill levels, beautiful environment, West Loop, very comfortable, safe environment to dance. And those are on Fridays, right, typically? Uh, Typically on Saturdays Saturdays. uh, every two weeks. Mm -hmm. Uh, Another great one is Physique Dance Studio on Chicago. They do um, an event called All Stars Social, which is every few, maybe once a month, maybe every two weeks. Uh, But that's a, a huge event. That's the one up in Avondale Music Hall, right? Correct. Yeah. And it's different rooms. So salsa room, bachata room, great DJs. There's a bar. Um, It's just kind of more – it's a different vibe, but it's like also a fun like hype vibe as well. Mm -hmm. And then Salsa Sundays at Cubby Bear. Cubby Bear is a beautiful, iconic venue uh, right across from Wrigley Field. And uh, they have a salsa event there every Sunday. They bring a lot of live music. They bring a lot of DJs. 
My personal favorite, like I, I don't like to say, play favorites. I love these all. <laughs> but only in the summer at Pier 31 on the south side. Yes. Every Tuesday, <laughs> DJ Earl Alcoabo, he's been DJing for 25 plus years in the salsa community on the south side. And he throws an outdoor, beautiful event. It's really, and really nice. So nice. You can see the entire city. There's drinks. It's it, The community there is so fun. And it's just like it's it, it's honestly my favorite event of the summer. I'm there every Tuesday. Sometimes I DJ, but more times I just go there to enjoy it. The floors are a challenge, but honestly. <laughs> yeah, they're wood planks. Yeah, they're wood <laughs> planks. But I'm worth, you know, it's worth uh, navigating that because the event is one of a kind. Yeah, you just you cannot wear any suede bottom shoes at that at that venue. No heels, nothing crazy, just comfy shoes only. Yeah. Greg, what are your favorites? My personal favorite is probably the Mambo Revival, which is an all salsa event and that 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 usually happens on Sundays and it's typically monthly. And right now the resident DJ is uh DJ Machito. Mm. It's a phenomenal event, I and mean, it's been running for almost five years, maybe a little longer. I think nine years. Nine actually. years. Oh, nine. I stand corrected. Nine. Nine years. <laughs> nine years. And it is a. It is a fun time. It's a. It's a small studio, but I mean, the people who go there, they go because they love mambo music, salsa music, and it's. It's. It's always been my favorite. The first ones that I ended up going to were actually uh, Wednesday nights at Vintage Bar. They have a cool social there. It just it gets so crowded so fast, but they have a free class before, so that's a good... I mean, that's one of my favorites. Last but not least, I, I want to make sure that we are preparing anyone who's listening um, who might think that they want to give salsa a try. What are your tips um, as far as how someone can get better um, at dancing um, if they haven't tried it before? I think for me, definitely take classes because in the dance studio, it's probably the best space where your inhibitions are, are typically nurtured and protected. Typically. Yeah, typically. Typically, <laughs> right? If you have a good instructor, they'll, like, they'll, they'll set that tone early. Because um, going out to dance and going in the real world and going to a social, like, it's easy to personalize that rejection early, mm. and that could potentially ruin your potential or your opportunity to keep growing. But then as far as like going out social dancing and having fun, I think just understanding why you're there and, and just being true to that reason. And you, I think you'll have the time of your life if you're just true to that reason. If you're there to dance, you're, you're, nothing's going to stop you from doing that. You'll enjoy it. Exactly. Taylor, what do you think? There is no substitute for doing it. The fact of the matter is, it's just going to be a challenge at the beginning. And I think as long as you contextualize with the person you're dancing with, hey, I'm a beginner, that's it. That's all you got to say. I think the, the other dancer will have a lot more context and then understanding with, with dancing with you. It is going to take a long time. Like, you're not going to become this amazing dancer in a month, two months, or a year. It's, I've been dancing for almost 10 years now. So, and I still think I'm a beginner. Uh, and in many ways, it's like, no, that's I don't just know a, that everyone <laughs> would agree with that. But that's just the <laughs> humility that I carry because that's, that's how much I love this, right? Because mm -hmm. I'm always taking the challenge myself. So, I think my advice to a true beginner is if you truly love it, like, you know, go slow and steady. Like, don't put too much on your plate. 
Yeah. You don't want to get burnt out. So, like, just go slow and steady and recognize that this is a journey. It's not a race. I don't think I could have put it better. <laughs> Gregory Almanord and Taylor Diem are co-organizers of The People's Social in Chicago. Thanks for joining us. Thank you so much. Thank you. that's it for today. Thanks to Justin Bull and Sarah Stark for producing The Rundown and to Ariel Van Cleef for editing the show. Deshaun Smith was the engineer for this episode. Our theme music is by Louis Weeks. I'm Brenda Ruiz, in for Aaron Allen. Thanks for listening. <laughs>